Today on Locked On Anaheim Ducks, it's Goals Thursday, and I'm joined by Sarah Avampado from Locked On Kind of Rain on this edition of Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, everyone? It is Goals Thursday. And just a reminder, you can hear this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever podcasts can be heard. And this show is brought to you by rockauto.com. All the parts your car will ever need. On the How Did You Hear About Us box, tell them that Locked On Ducks or Locked On Kings sent you. And speaking of Locked On Kings, I'm joined by my favorite frenemy, Sarah Avampato from Locked On Kings. Uh, before we get started, Sarah, thank you for the kind words on episode 300. <laughs> <laughs> Kind-ish adjacent. Yeah. It, it's I'm a- going to hold you to that Trevor Zegers thing, though. Oh, I, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I expect when you come here, you're going to be asking for the poutine. Oh, yeah. The poutine and Trevor Zegers. <laughs> yeah. You, you can't have Trevor Zegers. <laughs> I mean, not if I steal him. Hey, we're going to talk about him in a little bit. <laughs> Absolutely. Because, hey, he did pretty well against the Ontario Reign. I guess. What do you mean? Come on. That was a filthy pass. He did. He did. It was very nice. It made me sad. Yeah, but I'm going to make you sad because we're going to start from last Wednesday in Irvine, where the Ontario Reign and San Diego Goals met for their first of three meetings. This one was not close. It was close for one period, and then San Diego decided they wanted to play hockey, where Ontario came out with a 2-1 lead on the heels of a Rasmus Kapari and Aiden Dudas couple of goals. And they were pretty close too, but that was a rough game to start. My favorite thing about that, the Jacob Doty, Jamie Devan fight at the start. They were really going at it, weren't they? Yeah. And those are two, uh, two big guys who are used to, I'm sure that they have fought before. Probably. I just, I just assume at this point, but they, yeah, th- those are two guys who, if they're, if they're dropping the gloves, you're going to get, uh, you're going to get an interesting show while they uh, sort themselves out. Yeah. Um, after that, it was all goals. I think this was the point where the goals woke up and this fight actually helped San Diego because you had goals from, uh, stop me if you want me to stop. Chase DeLeo scored his eighth. Sam Carrick scored his 10th on a power play. Andrew Agazino scored his 6th. Then Bryce Kinzop scored his 3rd of the season. And then Sam Carrick said, one wasn't enough. I want another one. So we got a second one. Then Bryce Kinzop, he decided he wanted to get in on the action. That's 7 goals. 7 goals, goals. Making it a 7-2 final score. This really turned into no contest. And one thing that I'm going to point out on this particular game, uh, the defense looked pretty awful on this game. I do not put this loss on Matt Vallalta. Um, I put this loss kind of on, there's a couple defensemen, what two of whom had a pretty bad game. Cole Holtz had a bad game, but oh, Kale Clegg. Oh, he missed some assignments that Wednesday. Uh, what do you recall about that game, about that blowout? I mean, the big thing that stood out to me was, I mean, this was just like a penalty filled bonanza for both of these teams. And the rain, had six chances on the power play. And do you know how many power play goals they got? Uh, the answer is zero. Same as the Ducks. Yeah, zero. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Uh, and, you know, the Rain have one of the one of the worst power plays in the league. Uh, right now they are 27th. They are only above Bakersfield. Uh, they have a 12.8% power play uh, success rate. Uh, the Ooh. goals are kind of middle of the pack. They're 18th right now. But, you know, anything is better than 
next to dead last. Uh, so, you know, aside from the defensive issues that the rain had, um, and I'll talk more about Kale Clegg in a second, uh, the the just complete utter fa- failure of special teams for the rain, you know, I, I think really did not help them at all, especially given how much time uh, they spent on the power play. And they also gave up a shorthanded goal to the goals to add insult to injury. Uh, they, they allowed a shorthanded goal on one of their power plays and uh, kill Clegg. I, I think, like you said, it, it was not a good game for him. He got an assist, like great, cool. Um, but for, for him, it was the same thing that I feel like I've seen from him as a prospect, like before he even turned pro is just, one game he looks great and he's looked pretty good back at, up in the NHL in, in the last couple of games he played with the Kings, but he will look great. And then the next game, he looks like he's never played hockey before. And so there's just like a really big lack of consistency from him that I'm just waiting to get shaken out of his game somehow. But uh, yeah, that, that this game was not going to go on any highlight reels for him. No. And I, I hate to call him out like this because they could be listening. You never know. But Kale Clegg had a miserable third period. And I remember writing this down where he missed this assignment. He missed this assignment. He missed assignments left and right. And at times it looked like he was skating kind of lazily where he was not getting to the puck. He was not executing an active stick at all. He he just had a really bad period. Probably one of the worst I've seen him play all season long. And I don't know because I watch a lot of rain games, obviously. But he, he just looked really bad. He looked like an ECHL player, Sarah. That's how bad yeah. it was. Yeah, it was not good. He was on the ice for four goals against in that yep. game, which is mm, not great. Not great, Bob. Nope. And all three of those goals, goals in the third period. I, mm-hmm. I just, I felt bad for him. Yeah. I mean, Paul Dorowski absolutely torched him. Potsy torched him, which led to the assist of Sam Carrick. I remember that one. And then he got torched again by Josh Mahura and Bryce Kindop. Like, he looked Not like yet. he was kind of skating back in his heels, or he wasn't executing any fundamentals of defense. I'm like, what are you doing, Kel Clegg? Yeah, and like, it's that's the wild thing, is if you, you take this game, and then you look at his game last night uh, against the Coyotes for the Kings, and he looked fine. Like, I didn't watch him in that game and I mean the game was a struggle for the Kings in general but like I didn't watch him and be like oh wow that was mm, (laughs) what are you doing bud so it it just just the the lack of consistency from game to game I think you know if if Kings fans are asking why isn't he in the NHL for every game and why does he keep kind of getting bounced around that's why this is exactly why the inconsistency (laughs) is glaring with Kale Clegg All right, um, we're going to head into the first intermission. I was going to get into the intermissions quickly, and then we'll really go off in the third segment. But let's talk about betonline.ag, which is the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And Sarah, what sports can we find on betonline.ag right now? Uh, You can definitely find the basketballs on betonline.ag. You can find the NBA. Uh, you can find, well, I think baseball has started now, right? I'm yeah. going to guess that you can find baseball on there. And the and NHL, like, of course. And the NHL. I mean, obviously. Oh, you know what's this weekend? Is it the golf thing? Oh, that too. Right. <laughs> that. But I was going for Frozen Four. Oh, yeah, that's right. That yeah. too. Yeah. Three teams from the great state of Minnesota are in the Frozen Four. And definitely check that out on betonline.ag. 
And if you use promo code locked on, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus. That's pretty good, isn't it? That is amazing. Yeah, let's say you put in 200 bucks, you get a free 100, just like that, by using promo code locked on. So, once again, that's betonline.ag, the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network, and please gamble responsibly. Every time I feel like I say that, and then someone makes a ridiculous bet on something, <laughs> like UCLA basketball, Uh-oh. Or, or betting for the Buffalo Sabres any time during that 18-game losing streak. Oh, no. No, bad choice. Yeah. Or, and believe it or not, some people did this, voting for Quentin Byfield for Rookie of the Year. <laughs> I mean, there's an alternate universe where maybe that happened. Well, I remember we commented about that all the way back in January, like, who's our Rookie of the Year picks? And we said Alexis Lafreniere, and look what happened. Yeah, he um, he decided to prove us wrong. Yeah. All right, we're going to head into the first intermission. Stay locked in. Welcome back to the Fun House. It's the Locked On Gulls, Locked On Rain crossover with myself and Sarah Avampado. And this is brought to you once again by rockauto.com. And Sarah Avampado is with me today to talk some rain and gulls. Howdy, Sarah. Yo. Yo. All right. So I'm going to quickly gloss over the fact that the game after that was a Barracuda Goals game, and the Goals kicked their ass. <laughs> That's the best way to put it. They, they torched them. I mean, yeah, Alexander True looked really good, and the Goals allowed a shorty again, but God, the power play for San Diego has been amazing lately. Three power play goals from Chase DeLeo, Cody Curran, and Andrew Agazino, and Jacob Perot has looked really good recently. But that was the game on Saturday, and frankly, San Jose did not look good at all. And then as for the game after that, this was a fun one to watch in person. And you and I did text kind of in that game mm-hmm. was the mm-hmm. Sunday, the Easter Sunday game, which first off, I can't believe I worked on Easter Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be a holy holiday. You know mm-hmm. how many games there were on Easter Sunday for the AHL? <laughs> Two. Was it just this one? Yeah. Two. <laughs> and this was one of them. Yep. Like, so guess where I was on Sunday? Hey, yeah. hockey waits for no man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave that alone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this one, this one was kind of a weird game. Not as weird as the rain game the following night, which you can hear about exclusively on Sarah's podcast, <laughs> Locked on Rain. I'll talk more about that on hers. But the game on Sunday, I mean, the boys rose up to the occasion. Ah, you see what I did there? Uh, hey. hey! This was a better game for Ontario, frankly. And where Kale Clegg had a bad game, guess what? He didn't play. <laughs> he didn't even play. He wasn't there. Why was Kale Clegg not there, Sarah? Was he, was he in the NHL? Did uh, he ever get called up? He got called up to the taxi squad. Yeah. 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 And they decided, eh, we don't want him to play right now. Just put him in the taxi squad, give him a day off, which yeah. ended up being a good decision for a while because, oh my God, the rain actually played a much better game. This mm-hmm. one was not as penalty filled except for, and I can't believe I saw this, the Simone Benoit Brett Sutter fight. Where the hell did that come from? Right. Anything can happen. I wonder when the last time 
I feel like, you know, Brett Sutter is that guy sometimes, but I feel like especially now that Boku Imama's on the team, uh, Sutter hasn't exactly had to be that guy very often. Right. And and yet there it was. But I think Simone Benoit really started that one. And Benoit, after the fight, that sparked the goals because he was the mm-hmm. one that tried to get the bench all riled up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in the first, Jacob Perot scored for the goals and Daniel Brickley scored for the Ontario Reign. That made it 1-1 after that period. So a couple of notes on this one. Uh, the rain passing game at the start of the first and really the start of the second period was amazing. You had some great passes coming from Matt Luff, I think, looked really good in this game. But I got to give some props big time to Alex Turcott. This was one of his better games as an Ontario rain player, despite the fact he got no points and only one shot. He seemed to be kind of everywhere on the ice that day. He was making the good pass. He was making the correct play, unfortunately, none of which resulted in goals. I mean, he got some great passes to Matt Luff in the second and third period, but Luff only wound up with an assist on this game and no goals. Um, What can you say about Alex Turcotte on this particular game on Easter? Well, this game, and I I mean, just in general, it does feel like he has been playing. I mean, we talked about Kale Clegg and just not playing with consistency, and Alex Turcotte, I feel like, is the flip side of that, where it really feels like you know, he, he's starting to put it together. He's starting to be able to play a consistent game from shift to shift and be involved in plays. And like you said, make plays and make important movements that don't end up necessarily getting him on the score sheet, but they're definitely things that, you know, a scout or the coaching staff or whoever is going to notice and is going to say like, oh yeah, like he, he's getting it. Uh, so I, I've definitely been impressed with him uh, from what I've seen with him in the recent rain games uh, because, you know, my, We've talked about it before on on both of our shows. The biggest thing for me was that he hasn't necessarily been a very consistent player, you know, through through his brief college career and now through his time in the AHL. And if he's putting it all together now and if he is learning how to make an impact, even if he's not showing up on the score sheet, like watch out like he 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 is right on track then with where I want him to be. Uh, be this season, but I, I, I was pleased with what I saw from him. I was uh, glad to see Jacob Moverari get his first goal, uh, yep. his first uh, professional North American goal after coming over from Sweden. Uh, he, he's he been in and out of the lineup. He was injured for a while. He's had really bad games. Uh, there have been a few times where I've watched him and I'm like, oh no, oh no, what was that you did? But, you know, th- this wasn't a great game for the rain because they, they, they lost, but they still scored four goals. Yeah. And you know, they scored on the power play, which was the first time in about 18 years that they scored on one. <laughs> uh, they only gave up one goal against on on their penalty kill. So it, it was, while still a loss for the rain, uh, it was a better performance than the previous outing. And uh, they also limited the, the goals to a, a pretty low amount of shots. You know, a lot of them still went in, which was bad. Sorry, Troy Grosnick. But, oh, uh, you know. Yeah, it, it it was a step forward for the rain in beating the gulls, which has been sort of the uh, the white whale so far this season. Until dot 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 something else we'll talk about later. Yeah. So going back to Troy Grosinick, um, I actually wrote this down. Poor Troy during this game and another game. So Troy Grosinick, um, he did not look really effective in this game at all because after that fight happened and after the Movar goal. Letary scored. Limoges scored his first pro goal. So congrats to Alex Limoges from San Diego and Cody Curran again. But really going back to that Movar goal, I think that was all Quentin Byfield. 
because Byfield did a really effective job of keeping the puck to himself, bouncing it mm-hmm. off the boards. Uh, his puck control, I think, has been pretty damn good mm-hmm. the past mm-hmm. few weeks. So I will ask the million-dollar question right now. Do you think Quentin Byfield is ready or almost ready for the NHL? I would say almost ready. I don't think that he is ready yet to be a night-in, night-out player, but he has been impressing me more and more with his play in the AHL. He has shown very timely plays. He he scored a goal in, I'm pretty sure it's the next game we're ta- going to talk about, where he just stole the puck in the offensive zone. And uh, actually, no, it wasn't this game. There was a game recently yeah. <laughs> where he, you know, he, uh, you know, he's been making a lot of really smart plays. He has been making his teammates better. He is showing up a lot on the score sheet in terms of assists and helping set up his teammates. I, I don't think he's ready to be a, a, a daily player, but I think that especially as the Kings, you know, listen, I've seen some people say that they saved their season, quote unquote, with that win over the Coyotes oh. uh, last night. But no, I, I they, they are so far behind that fourth spot in the playoffs that, uh, you know, they're, it's it's gone. It's gone. Let's let's stop thinking about it. Uh, but a- as this season continues and if players leave at the deadline, perhaps uh, I would not be opposed to pulling uh, Quentin Byfield up and just seeing seeing what he's got and seeing who he can push as well in the lineup. I've been really impressed with, you know, if we look at his game yesterday versus his first couple of games in the league, uh, he is, you know, leaps and bounds better more accustomed to the game and the way he's expected to play here so he has been uh really really getting a lot of attention for all of the right things uh, mm-hmm. in in my book yeah I, I feel like he should be playing and i think the game we we're talking about was the game against bakersfield's condors on tuesday night yes. or quentin byfield he had, he had a couple of terrific plays and once again that'll be exclusively on sarah's podcast locked on mm-hmm. kings we'll talk about that but really i'm impressed with quentin byfield's uh awareness Mm-hmm. I'm impressed with his speed. I feel like he should at least get five or six games up with the mm-hmm. Kings this season. I mean, look at some of the players that went below him in the draft, and they've had plenty of time in the NHL. And, hey, look at the sixth pick for the Ducks. Jamie Drysdale, yep. he's already played a dozen games for the Ducks. And look how well he's done in Anaheim adjusting to the pro game. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Quentin Byfield is there, but in a way, the Kings might be holding him back, and that sucks. That yeah. really sucks um but yeah just to kind of go forward uh this was a good back and forth i thought i mean the mm-hmm. rain did tie up the game and for that split second for a split second i thought mm-hmm. maybe just maybe the goals would be pushed back and they would lose that game but then hunter drew happened exactly 14 seconds later and boom yeah, yeah that happened all but, the air just goes right out whenever that goal happened i was like well <laughs> There we go. Two two other notes on this game, then we'll head to the break. Um, Troy Grosnick. <laughs> <laughs> so late in the second period, there was a very good uh, puck movement from the San Diego goals. He had Keegan Lowe, who got it out to Cody Curran, and he, he passed it towards the net, but kind of went around the horn and hit the glass. Do you remember the puck hit the glass at an angle that it hit the Zamboni doors, came mm-hmm. back right out in front? Troy Grosinick was expecting to play the puck behind the net, not knowing mm-hmm. that the boards at TSE are not the best. And the puck yeah. ended up right in front of that. And Troy Grosinick made, I thought, one of the saves of the year <laughs> where he got absolutely robbed. And if, oh, yeah. if you go back and listen to the broadcast on Easter Sunday 
at that moment, late in the second period, you could probably hear myself and a few others up there going, whoa, like, what the crap was that? <laughs> yeah, that was just a like very unfortunate, very unfortunate circumstance. Yeah, that gross and Nick, gross and Nick <laughs> being gross and Nick. But the, <laughs> the funny thing about that game, and I hate to use the word the funny thing about that. Uh, do you remember what happened? Why that empty net goal happened for the goals? I don't. I probably tried to um, Forget it. strike it from my memory. Yeah, that's because it wasn't on TV, and they oh. didn't talk about it. Oh, so the reason that it took the Ontario Reign so long to set up that extra man at the end was because Troy Grosinick was heading towards the bench. He fell on his own skate and fell face first onto the ice. Oh, Troy, no. Yeah. No. So that's something that you're not going to hear anywhere else. But yeah, that's why it took so long. And, oh, and now you know. <laughs> I didn't text that to you, did I? No. No, no. you didn't. <laughs> that's right. I, I was saving it for the podcast to hear your response. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. <laughs> I'm Poor sorry. <laughs> it reminds me of a couple years ago in the the uh, Frozen 4 the lead up to it or whatever uh it was st cloud state and it was a king's prospect in net david rennick who st cloud had dominated that season to the point where they basically never had to worry about playing with the goalie pooled because they just won you know all of their games basically not all of them but they won a, a, enough of their games that it, it didn't matter and so they were behind in, in and they needed a goal to be able to continue on with the, the tournament and there's just this enormous miscommunication between Rennick and Nett and the coaching staff on the bench of trying to pull him. And he just, he got like halfway across the ice and then play started coming the other way. And he tried to like dive back and it, it was just bad. St. Cloud lost the game. And afterwards they said, listen, we, we don't know that we've ever actually pulled him this season. So no one knew what to do. <laughs> and it was just one of those like, oh, the most tragic empty net goal of just a goalie just... Flat on the ice, nowhere near the net. Eating it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, we need to head to a break and talk about the thing that we want to talk about, really, which was last night's game. Uh-oh. Yeah. Hey, it's good for you. It is. And we get to talk about Trevor Zegers a little bit. I guess. Wow. After that great intro... We're going to head into the second intermission, but first, let's talk about rockauto.com. And Sarah, you're going to make me laugh, so I'm going to let you take the lead on the rockauto.com ad read. Oh, man. Okay, so if you have a car, if you are a person who has a vehicle that transports you from place to place, I bet that sometimes you have needed to replace something on that car or on that truck. And I don't know about you, but I get super frustrated when I have to go to the store and then have some person from the store tell me, here's all of your options, and then none of them are in stock or whatever. Uh, and they're all also stupid expensive. RockAuto.com can fix all of those problems by being super easy to shop. It is very easy to figure out what they have for your car. You can just put in the make, the model, the year, and ta-da, a whole list of every car gadget or widget or thing uh, that you could possibly need. And what is the best thing about RockAuto.com, may I, may I ask? Do you know? Aside from the fact that their family owns and operated for over two decades, is the fact that the prices are less than 50 or more than 50% off from the regular retail price. And the parts will come right to your door. Ooh. Nice. So go to rock auto, go to rockauto.com and the, how did you hear about us box? Tell them that locked on ducks or locked on Kings, or just say locked on SoCal hockey sent you. 
So once again, that's rockauto.com. All the parts your car will ever need, Rock Auto. There you go. Love it. Yep. We're going to talk about Trevor Zegers a little bit next segment. But Yay! This, but this is good for you because, hey, it's a rain win. Spoiler alert. We'll get to that on the other side. Welcome back to the best podcast your car will ever need, Locked on Goals and Rain, part of the Locked on, po- they're not really called that, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. And Sarah Avampado, I'll let you take the lead on this one. Uh, these two teams played once again last night in Irvine. This was a better game for the goals, but there was something a little different about this game, wasn't there? I mean, other than the fact that they won? Ah, uh, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the rain. Uh, first off, the rain did what what I am used to them doing, which is they score and they score again, and then they give up their lead. And uh, you know that uh, that that's that's been the rain story. Uh, but we've talked a lot about Trevor Zegers. We've talked about my desire to steal Trevor Zegers and make him a king. And the reason I want that to happen, not just because he's a really good hockey player, but it's because the Kings have his BFF, Alex Turcotte. And uh, this was, I believe, the first time that Zegers and Turcotte have played against each other uh, in, in the AHL because between Turcotte being injured and Zegers being up uh, with the Ducks a lot, uh, they just haven't had to face off very much. So we at least uh, did get to see them, you know, in the same frame of a picture <laughs> at least once uh, in this game. Uh, there was a goal that Trevor Zegers had an assist on that Alex Turcotte was on the ice for. So, you know, uh, that... Uh, <laughs> That could have been a situation, but we got to see them play against each other. And it, it was a nice moment of uh, two best friends drafted in the same draft going to rival teams. And I think a nice little glimpse of what could come uh, for the Ducks and the Kings in the future once both of these guys are full-time NHLers. So I did have to look this up. They have, in fact, faced each other one time, and it was very early in the season. It was Turcotte's first game, and mm. right before Trevor Zegers got called up. Yeah. I probably It was probably a really bad rain game, and so I therefore forgot it. It, it was a very bad rain game. Yeah. <laughs> it was terrible. They lost that game, of course. Shocking. <laughs> but on this one, this was all about Trevor Zegers going back down to San Diego because of all the drama that I've talked about on the program. Oh, let's send him down for a few games. Let's not play him 26 games. Let's play him at center. Although that's not a bad decision. And I haven't asked you this. So I'll ask kind of briefly, did you think this was the right move by the ducks? And what do you think of the reasoning for that or the reason they gave? I I thought it was, I liked it and I didn't like it. Like a, I, I did like that they were transparent because so many teams just shuffle around prospects and you never really know what's happening. and You never know their thinking. And I like the fact that, you know, Ducks management was like, listen, we want him to go and specifically work on this one skill set because we want him to play this role in the future. And so I, I like that. Um, is the AHL necessarily the where he should be doing it? especially given that the Ducks are so far out of the playoff picture. So what does it even matter if he misses some assignments or doesn't do perfectly? Like, I don't know. I'd, I'd be tempted to just let him stay in, in the NHL and, and get his feet wet there, but I get it. And it's also, you know, they won't admit it, but it's a money move as well yeah. of moving him around. But, um, you know, I, I, I appreciated that at least they were 
were open about it and not just kind of being like, yeah, we just, you know, send them down. It's fine. But you know, but, what? like the AHL is not a bad league. Right. It's really not. I mean, pretty much every radio guy around here said that. I mean, I talked to Daryl Evans and he said, you know what? The AHL is a fantastic league, whether you mm-hmm. whether you poop with them or not. Um, mm-hmm. You get some great talent coming out of the AHL. You have some NHL caliber players mm-hmm. playing in the American Hockey League. And it's almost like almost as fast as the NHL. Mm-hmm. So you really can't say that it's not bad experience. Zegers is getting more ice time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's getting better assignments. And he really is adjusting to the center position because he hadn't done it in a while. And there were some times yesterday where Zegers kind of missed a couple of assignments. And he was trying to get his feet wet back on center. Looked like he was uncomfortable the first part of the game. He looked better in the second period and the third period, for what it's worth. And I'll start with the fact that Boko Amama, he's he's looking to score again. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, that that goal changed hands a couple of times. At first, it was credit to him. Uh, then they changed it to Aiden Dudas, and then they changed it back to Boko Imama. Um, it, but I, I was anytime like I just love the fact that he's scoring goals now, and you know is actually showing this is a new career high in goals for him. It's his fifth fifth of the season, uh, and it we're eighteen games in, five goals in eighteen games. Uh, last season was his previous high in goals, which was four in fifty. So. You know, Power I, I'm not I'm not good at math, but uh, that's a pretty, pretty different pace than he has been on before. And I I love it. I love seeing him be successful and diversify his game, let's say, and not just be the guy who you throw out there for four minutes a night to punch people. He has actually relied upon on more situations to be not just an enforcer kind of role, but to also be that sort of gritty grinder pest guy yep. who also now is chipping on, on, on the score sheet. So I'm excited and I, I want to see more from him. And someday I give me Boko Imama in a Kings Jersey. Why not? Speaking of Boko Imama, that fight with him and Trevor Carrick, Holy crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a heavyweight battle. Wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And those are, you know, Trevor Carrick also no stranger to, to getting into fights and to dropping the gloves, Boku Imama, I'm sure probably appreciated having a guy who he could actually go toe to toe with, because we have certainly seen him uh, in his number of fights where it's, it's just not a fair matchup. And he just, yeah, but folks <laughs> runs away with it. Look up this fight. If you have AHL TV, you got to check out the fight between Boku Imama and Trevor Carrick in the second period, because they were throwing some pretty good haymakers last night. Each of the combatants got a couple of really good shots on there. Um, Let's talk about that Zegers assist. I guess. Because <laughs> everybody was talking about it last night. So on a play set up from Chase DeLeo on the left side, he got it to Trevor Zegers on the left. And Zegers did this kind of like backhanded spin move, like this backwards pass to a streaking Josh Mahura on the right side. And that's Mahura's second of the game. But how the hell did Zegers see him and get it past JF Barube? What the hell? He is wild. He, Trevor Zegers, and like this is why I'm most frustrated that he is going to be an Anaheim Duck someday, is that he is the kind of player that, especially once he puts it all together at the NHL level, and we're already seeing flashes of him getting it all at, at this level in the AHL, he's going to be one of those players who like you want to watch and you want to see him play and score goals and make crazy passes and whatever. And like I love players like that. I love watching another team and you know, and seeing a player who is technically a rival or at least not, you know, on my team, but is doing just amazing stuff. And I'm like, this is awesome. 
and now I have to say this is awesome about a duck and it, it sort of hurts, but he's just so good and so creative. And that's the kind of player that, that we need more of in, in the league. And yeah, it was, it was a great play from him. And yeah, it was just one of those, you have to like tip your cap to it, even if you, uh, you know, would wish that they had not scored. <laughs> I have it marked on my calendar one week from today, goals and rain again in El Segundo. Oh, baby. The showdown. I cannot wait for that. <laughs> uh, the rain did come up with the victory. And I was surprised that the rain pulled away on this mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. But someone else that has looked really good that we talked about, Matt Luff. Yeah. In the short yeah, time he... he's had in the AHL, he's looked really good. Yeah, yeah. He's got three goals, I believe, in three games with mm-hmm. the rain. And if I pause while I look up what I just saw scroll across Twitter. And um, he was also just called back up to the taxi squad for the Kings. So doesn't necessarily look like he's going to get into a game with them on this little road trip, but he's at least traveling with the team. And I, I think that the organization recognized that he, uh, in in just the three games that he played with the rain, uh, that he is going down there with the right attitude of playing hard, making a difference, uh, he had an assist in his first game, four shots on goal, uh, which was tied for the most. The second game, he had two goals and had seven shots on goal. The third game he played had the game winner and five shots on goal. So he is going down there and and working his butt off. And the Kings at least rewarded it by saying, you get to go to San Jose. I bet the goals are glad they don't have to see him again. Yeah. <laughs> because they after he scored that game-winning goal, they had this look like, holy crap, that was a good shot. Like, they couldn't stop it. It was blistering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's, he, uh, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad to see him looking looking the, like the player that he has looked like before and not a guy who's, you know, seemed a little lost sometimes. But, yeah, great game from him. Really helped uh, the rain pull this one out. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> good luck. Golf. Congratulations for not having to see him again. <laughs> Uh, any final thoughts on just these games in general and on the goals and rain in general? Um, they, as, as the rain have gotten their acts together a little better, the the games have gotten more interesting and more exciting to watch, uh, which is good because it's never a fun feeling to feel like you have to slog through watching your hockey team play. Uh, and I think that we're seeing a lot of good development from players who we know from the King's side are going to be, you know, future stars, future core players for them. So getting to see the development of Alex Turcotte, getting to see Quentin Byfield really get comfortable with not just the game, but like his own frame, his own size. It feels like sometimes he is, you know, not quite sure he's as tall as he actually is, uh, you know, getting to see both of those guys and Arthur Kaliev, like getting to see them all get more comfortable and be able to perform at this level gives me a lot of excitement about the future for the Kings. So rough season for the rain, but they are showing us, you know, what we had thought we would see from them, which is fun. And any final thoughts on the goals before I get to my final thoughts on this? <laughs> Trevor Zegers, man, he's just so good. He's just so good. But, you know, it, it, th- this is just as good of a rivalry as Kings and Ducks. And it is. Uh, the, the goals and rain have their own playoff history and shenanigans and stuff. So Kempe, uh, oh, no. Oh, no. So these are teams that just they know each other well and uh, getting to see, you know, some of the future core pieces of the goals uh, or of the of the of the Ducks uh, also getting to step up and uh, play big minutes there has been. Uh, you know, a little look at what we're going to have to face in the future with with the Ducks. So yeah. fun rivalry 
and you guys just have the better of it this season. And the previous season, too. Yeah, really all the seasons except for like the first season, I think. Hey, that first season was so flipping fun to watch. <laughs> that was amazing hockey to watch. Yeah. Really the first two years, except for the whole Jeff Satkoff getting injured in warm-ups thing. Well, you know. <laughs> Yeesh. It happens. Good for the goals, but man, to go down during warm-ups. That... Yeah, that was a rough game. Yeah. Yeah, we're going back to ancient history here. And by ancient, <laughs> we mean only three, four years ago. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Gray hairs. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> one final thought I wanted to talk about this because I didn't talk about the Zegers going down thing much on the previous one. I saved it for today. So I kind of wanted to get your opinion on this. So Zegers is going to play center position. Sam Carrick will be going back down to the goals. As far as mentoring players, as far as getting them where they need to be, you think Sam Carrick is the right guy to mentor Trevor Zegers based on what you've seen from Sam Carrick in the past four or five years? You know, I, I would think so. And I think that he, I mean, just, just the history that Sam Carrick has in this league, he's played in a lot of different, different situations. He's been around, he knows how it works. And I think too, that if you want, if you want Trevor Zegers to also kind of learn to play with, with an edge, uh, particularly the kind of edge that it seems like the ducks always have in their star players. I think that it's, he's, he's not a bad guy to learn from. And especially if, the intent is to have Zegers learning with the gulls and not sitting up with, with the ducks. I think that he's a, he's a pretty, a pretty strong choice who knows how this league and knows how this sport works. Yeah. You talk about that edge in two games with the ducks, Sam Carrick had two fights. Yeah. Not a shy guy. No. And he, and he does have that edge and something that I kind of wanted to allude to, but you did it for me. Um, nice. Yeah. I, I agree that I think Trevor Zegras needs to kind of stand up for himself a little bit more because, you know, he's not going to get pushed around a ton. And I even alluded to this in yesterday's game where even Trevor Zegras is starting to get into it a little bit. He's starting to get into those scraps. No fights yet, but he's starting to shove around a little bit, beginning to not be afraid of the moment. And I think that's what players like even Ryan Getzloff. Um, when he was up with the Ducks, he could learn from Ryan Getzloff in that center position because you know that Zegers is going to overtake that spot at some point because Getzloff is no spring chicken. Mm -hmm. And you have to think about the future of the franchise. Can Zegers be the center, the franchise center of the future? So they're kind of fortunate that they have guys like Sam Carrick and Ryan Getzloff in there. But man, I cannot wait to see the camaraderie between Carrick and Zegers to see how that works out. Yeah, yeah, it'll be it'll be it'll be something and it will be great for the gulls and great for the ducks and bad for the rest of us. <laughs> Can you imagine if Trevor Zegers actually like gets in there more and starts fighting a little bit more? Can you imagine? Ooh. I mean, yeah, I mean, talk about like your skill guy with an edge, like watch out. <laughs> hey, you know what? Sam Carrick was two thirds of the way to a Gordy Hattrick the two the last two ducks games. He's got some skill along yeah. with the fighting. Yeah. Man, he should have gotten it. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Just come on. Let him have it. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to head off for today, but where can the fine folks find your podcast and where can they follow you on the socials? 
Sure. So I am on Twitter at right said Sarah. This uh, the 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 what's it called? Uh, Locked on Kings is available on social media at Locked on LA Kings on Twitter. And of course, the shows are available wherever you get your podcasts. So whatever your podcast app of choice is, we are there. Uh, I'm also on Locked on NHL, which is Locked on NHL pods on Twitter. And uh, just for all of your wonderful purposes on Monday, we're going to be doing a special live draft show, uh, which is at some time during the day. I believe it starts at noon Eastern time, maybe too early Uh, for me. Yeah, way too early for you guys. But uh, we are going to be doing a live draft stream or a live trade deadline uh, stream. I keep calling it draft day and that is not it. Uh, But covering all of the news of whatever crazy trades people make. It looks like they're getting them all out of the way today, though. So um, I don't know. We might have to talk about, you know, cake or something for two hours. But that is going to be you can find information on that on Locked on NHL. I love bread. Um you can find my podcast here. If you're following this podcast, congrats, you're awesome. Uh, I am on Twitter at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. And also, you can follow both of our shows on the Locked On Podcast Network on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, the new Odyssey app, which is A-U-D-A-C-Y. That's the new Odyssey app. And also, also, what am I forgetting here? Oh, yeah. Uh, tomorrow is going to be a preview of the Ducks versus Colorado Avs matchup. I'm also on Locker Room. I almost forgot about that. I'll be doing a Locker Room tomorrow at approximately 6.15 p.m. Pacific time. And that will be a preview of the Ducks versus Avs game on Friday night. So we'll talk about that a little bit. Talk about Zegris because why not? And also, you can follow both of our podcasts. Oh, also, be a waiver wire winner and check out the Locked On Fantasy NHL show. There you go. See, I can say waiver wire winner multiple times. That I'm okay with. It's rough. What, waiver wire winner? It's not that bad. Listen, I said the talk is clicking the other day, so <laughs> I'm not a good uh, good example here. Sarah, <laughs> thanks once again for coming on and talking some minor league hockey. Gladly, anytime. And speaking of minor league hockey, I still owe you that patine. You do. Someday. Someday I'll collect. Yeah, you will. (laughs) On behalf of Sarah and myself, this is Jason Hernandez for Locked on Ducks and Locked on Kings, saying have a great rest of the day, be kind to one another, and ducks and gulls fly together. Communication.